Welcome to the Fearless Women's Podcast, where Dr. Madeline Turner aims to motivate women who are stuck in their lives to shift their mindset and change their behaviors so they can regain their power and achieve the life they truly desire. And now, here's your host, Dr. Madeline Turner. Welcome back, ladies. Today, I am speaking with Lisa Hyde, and she epitomizes today's woman. She is a very big entrepreneur. She does a lot of things. So I'm excited for her to share her story and all of her journeys with you. But she is the author of Be Hashtag Stronger. And we'll talk about how you spell that and find it later. And she is known in the beauty and health and wellness world. She's been wearing a lot of hats. So hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on today. Yeah, I'm so excited that we got to connect and that you're here. Thank you. Thank you. And it's a pleasure for me. And yes, I do wear many hats. <laughs> Um, but that's what makes life interesting is that I'm not just stuck in one hat. I agree with you. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Wonderful. Um, I actually grew up here in Los Angeles. Um, I was in the entertainment business for 12 years as a talent agent and manager, and I thought that would be my lifelong career. Um, but unfortunately, I became a caregiver for my mom. I closed my management company to take care of her and went through a big change in my life, um, not only the direction that I ended up working in, um, but just a mental and physical change. Um, and honestly, it was, which we'll talk about more as we go on today, but becoming a caregiver for the second time turned me into the entrepreneur that I am today because I really didn't want to work for anyone. I didn't want to be stuck in an office or in a hospital, which is what I was training at at the time. And I just decided to follow my gut and believe in myself and just find work that was going to help me be healthy, happy, and find joy every day. I think that's amazing. How long ago was that now? It's been over eight years. That's great. <laughs> I think, yeah. It's kind of wild. Um, or actually, yeah. Yeah, eight years. Wow. <laughs> it's just right? flying I'm by, fine, doesn't it? <laughs> oh my gosh, totally. And it's one of those things that was not planned, where everything in my life had always been planned for years in advance. You know, um, I always knew what I wanted to do, I could yeah. see the future, and I thought it was all mapped out. But, you know, you, you can't map out life because <laughs> it's always changing. And that was probably my first bit of reality that I had to deal with. Um, but it's, it's made for a very, very interesting and creative life that I never knew I was going to lead. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. I can't wait for you to share more about that and you. share your story with us. Tell us about, you know, if I, you know, I always find that people, their stories, what propels them in that right direction, um, to get them to where they are at. So what was the time that you were really struggling with? What was, what did that look like for you? What did it feel like? Yes. So I'll pick up. So the, being a caregiver, one, never good, never easy. Um, I don't wish it upon anyone, um, but I also would never change that time because it was my mom and we were inseparable and it was just, I didn't think twice about closing my business, um, but I had been very career minded. And again, that, that was so much a part of my life and who I was and it really defined me at the time. So giving that up to take care of her, having to rethink how I was going to spend the rest of my life, um, and after losing her, like having to kind of come out of that. So that first loss was, I, I mean, I can't even, I try, I think back, it's going to be 15 years in December, and it was 
it's still difficult to talk about. It's still gut-wrenching and it's still one of those things where it shouldn't have, she was young, it shouldn't have happened, it's just horrible and you never want to go through those emotions and those exercises with your parent, um, particularly when you're young and they're young and you're like, wow, this is just not fair. Um, but we know nothing, (laughs) nothing's fair. Um, but I was very close to both my mom and my grandmother, her mom. And I just feel like I was kind of coming out of that fog, um, when my grandmother became sick and I became her caregiver. And it was just this double whammy that left me a bit paralyzed in, um, what my direction was supposed to be and what my true calling was. I've always been a a caregiver, even when I was outside of that box, just innately. Um, This is something I've done since I was a child. Um, And so then it became my job and it became really overwhelming. Um, And panic attacks would set in and I was training to work in the healthcare field um, when my grandmother got sick. And so I had this like, wow, wait a second. (laughs) I left entertainment with what I loved. I'm doing something I don't love, but it's just going to be a nice goal for work. Um, But I don't like it. And I was presented with a business that I could do at home. And I could barely see it through this fog I was in. But I realized, hey, I love helping other people. Serving others is my calling. Um, If it wasn't going to be entertainment, I was going to have to find another way. And I knew healthcare was not going to be it. So it was a big dose of reality. And a huge leap of faith um, with graduating from that program and not taking the job at the hospital, which would have been safe and easy. Right. Mm-hmm. And just investing in myself. So what I do now as both, I'll call it a business or life coach, the terms seem to change all the time, but I help women really believe in themselves and get their careers going that they want, actually really their dreams, because we tend to be stuck in careers we don't love. Um, And I find a way to really get in there and get them to believe in themselves because that's what I did. And I want to make sure they get a chance to live a life that they really love. Yeah, I get that. That's why we share all these stories because. Definitely. And it's, I love you. I love that you've set this up and I feel like I'm a bit repeating myself, but it's, it was such an instrumental part to why I do what I do now and um, personal development and that kind of growth in myself. Right. Um, allows me to be a better person for everyone else. Hundred percent, and I think um, that's one reason I love to talk with people like you and uh, talk about personal development because it is so huge. But it's not something our society really talks about. You know, we learn like I don't know, balance our checkbooks, maybe brush our teeth. Barely, barely. I don't think we teach that. <laughs> what about working on your mindset and and your self worth and working through those? whether they're, you know, your self-limiting beliefs from where they come from, because your mental health is just as important. And it, will- um, it, it really is. And I think there are different times in your life when you want to acknowledge that and you don't always want to. And I realized the business that I have now, which again is helping others, but another part of it is um, a direct sales business that I have that I have a passion for skincare. So this thing happened all at the same time. This is what's so bizarre. Yeah. The business was offered to me Um, At the same time, I was putting my grandmother in hospice. So my head was in like, I was spinning like 12 plates. Like I didn't know what was going on. Um, But I had really, really, really bad um, sun damage, which is called melasma. 
and an acne treatment. It's like, oh, during my mom's illness, I got adult cystic acne, which is oh so fun. Yeah. Um, and for someone who never had an acne oh, yeah. issue before in my late 30s, it was pretty overwhelming. And I sought treatment, which left me so sun sensitive that I got this beautiful thing called melasma, which is brown patchy. It almost looks like dirt on your face, sometimes called hyperpigmentation. Or women, if you're pregnant, pregnancy mask. Well, I got it. Um, no baby involved. No baby. Just, just stress and sun and acne treatments. And um, I was like over it. Like I was like, I can't cover this up. I can't hide this. I was miserable. Um, but I was offered this business opportunity and I was told the product would actually help with this. So I was like, yeah, sure. Wink, wink. I was such a skeptic. Yeah. Uh, I just could barely give the person two seconds of my time. I was like, I don't want to be in sales. I've done retail. I was in entertainment. I, I just need to like quiet myself down a little. And she's like, well, you can do it as a hobby part time. And those were the magic words. Right. Because I knew I was going to hate the job at the hospital, but I honestly didn't know what the heck I was going to do for an income other than that. Like, I just like, oh my God, I need something that'll be fun for me. So I started washing my face. And three weeks later, all these nurses at the hospital were kind of cornering me and they wanted to talk about my glowing skin. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I, I didn't even know it was happening. Right. And yeah, and it was just one of those things that manifested because I needed an out. Mm-hmm. I didn't know right. what it was. It was sitting in my lap and I still didn't even see it. I was like, what? What? Oh, I started washing my face three weeks ago with something new. Um, and they all wanted it. Yeah. And that was really how that business started was me sharing what the products did, my own results, and then trusting my gut and just being like, oh, well, hey, if I can do this and I'm not even paying attention... Right. Um, imagine if I invest in myself some more and actually learn about the products and how I can help other people. Yeah. And that spiraled in eight years ago into what I do now because I'm always helping people start a business. Okay. And you find out when you're starting a business, even it's so funny, if it's a hobby, um, if it's something you've always wanted to do, once it's yours, there seems to be this question about validity. And women tend to, I don't want to say panic, but if someone gives them a no or a friend or a family member kind of turns up their nose the same way that I was a skeptic when I started, I, I, I'm guilty. Um, they shut down. Right. So I kept seeing this common denominator. I was like, wait a second. They're all lacking confidence and I don't understand why. Now, it could be because I was a talented manager and I spent my days being told no. Right. No, 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 no. It doesn't stop you. You just go on to the next project. You go yeah. on to the next offer. Yeah. I, but for me, it was like, okay, so it's not the right time. Okay, next. Right. But I started to create a curriculum that helped women realize it's not you. It's them. It's timing. Just keep pursuing your dream. Be passionate and people will fall in line. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks. Long story short, Um, because everything overlaps. It was really not one thing that triggered me, um, but it was growing this business and realizing it's 80% personal development that I started diving into how I can get better, how I can be more approachable, how I can 
network. I mean, I didn't understand the business model. So I had to figure out how to, it was like grad school, how to learn things that I've never done before and be open to them. That's so true. Open. And then if you are doing what you're talking about, being open to always learning and developing because it changes so frequently and so fast in today's world. Every day. I'm still trying to stay on top of it. (laughs) What's the algorithm today with Instagram? I mean, it's, it's ever changing. We must be able to pivot and weave. Absolutely. Ebbs and flows. Yes. Ebbs and flows for sure. It's energy. But that personal development path was a big, big light for me because I had my, excuse me if I can't swear on this, I had my shit together, but I didn't have my shit together. I, you know, I have always been business minded, but again, diving into something I was unfamiliar with, I kind of had to, it was like a sink or swim, right? You had to just figure it out. But I realized I hated public speaking. I had avoided that like the plague. I was fearful of public speaking. Mm -hmm. And I used to get flop sweat and I would just kind of go into a panic before the idea of having to talk in public. That's how I make a living now. Right. I had to figure out how to get over it. Mm -hmm. So so that is a personal development growth. (laughs) Like I had to figure it out. I had to practice. I had to try it out on a few people, then add a few more. And then I got dumped on 6,000. And you're just like, okay, I can do anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's great. It's it's a wild ride. I will say that. Yeah, but fun, right? (laughs) Oh my God. I wouldn't give it up for anything. I know. It makes it so much better when you're actually doing something you love and you're pouring back into whatever that is, because it's going to be different for everybody. Absolutely. And that's why I try to keep it kind of generic, but it's, you've got to find your passion and then you've got to run with it. And that's why I love to help people figure that out. I keep saying women, but I, I do help men as well. I I, I don't, I'm very inclusive. I just tend to find more women who are interested in pursuing something outside of what they've already known. They've either had a career and then they stopped because they wanted to be home with their kids or they're in a career that they don't even love, but because it pays a certain amount, they feel like they're stuck. So yes. I'm, you know, I want to help them actually find joy. I'm going to say that a lot too. You shouldn't have to just, you know, punch a clock if that's not what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And if it's what you want to do, okay. Yeah. That's all right too. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to help those who want more. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I vibe with that for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd be miserable just punching a clock all day. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't go into an office anymore. I could, I, I'm so thankful I work from home. I've got my dog next to me. I, just, I, I cannot imagine the cubicle life again. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. I, and I honestly, I forget that some people live that life sometimes still. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, we need them. Again, if, you, again, if this works for you, fantastic. If you are like me and you were never satisfied, mm-hmm. I have an alternative. awesome well tell me about this book that you wrote thank you so odd um didn't know i was going to write a book either um these things were not planned it was not a childhood dream of mine remember i was a talent agent i liked being behind the camera i liked pulling the strings for other people but this business brought me out front and center um i started a podcast last fall which i actually adore and the book was kind of just 
the extension of the podcast. So back to helping women build confidence. It's called Be Hashtag Strong Her. It's a guide to building confidence. And it has a lot of the same stories that I tell in the podcast about how I got over my own limiting beliefs and personal development needs um, and how I got over it. Like basically got out of my own way. And I do simple things. Like I have a practice every morning and I like to kind of set up a routine because when you work from home, it's very easy to be distracted and not to finish something. So you have to have tasks and lists and checks and balances Um, or you can be really lazy um, if not given that kind of routine. So I wanted to create a guide um, which kind of resembles what I do in my daily life and a way for people to kind of create a practice for themselves that works for them because everyone's going to resonate with something Mm -hmm. different. Um, But it starts out with an assessment so you can kind of get an idea of where you are in the beginning of the book and what areas of your life that you want to improve. Right. And then we'll do the assessment again at the end so you can see what you did and how you grew. And then there's little workbook areas. Um, Each chapter has a workbook and even an area to write notes. So if you're getting ideas about oh, I should pursue more of this, or I really want to learn more about this subject or how to do it better. There you write your notes and you can go back and you can Google the heck out of it. (laughs) There is a personal development book for everything. Everything, right. There's a resource for everything. (laughs) Absolutely. I love that you mentioned like simple tasks though, because that is what I found too. It is what is, are you going to implement daily and and just be consistent about doing it? And it doesn't have to be life altering changes. It can be the simplest things that really shift or help change and put you on the right track. Absolutely. And I'm going to quote somebody with this because this is not an original thought of mine, but common sense is not always common practice. Right. And it's so crazy because, you know, you'll look at the book and be like, okay, I, I understand that. But it's actually putting all those steps together they're not going to be revolutionary. It's like, oh, I've never thought about doing that before. You've heard all these things. You need to take time for yourself. You need to meditate. You need to exercise. You need to eat well. You need to sleep. You need to sleep. I'm going to say it like 12 times. You need to sleep or your brain does not function properly. But again, common sense is not common practice. And that's what I really am trying to help people hone in on is get some common practice because that is what's going to help you be more productive. Yep. Get to those goals and it's doable. Yep. And making them like practice, making, doing them, creating them to be new habits too, because um, you can't do it for like five days and then (laughs) stick around. (laughs) You'll feel better though. And you'll, that's usually a trigger for people to want to keep at it. Um, But yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta keep doing it. Definitely. (laughs) All right. I know you are very into self-beliefs and I am as well. So for our listeners who are struggling with loving themselves and believing in themselves, because this is huge. Yeah. What, where would you tell them to even just start? You know, first you've got to be really honest with yourself and you've got to write down what it is that you're not believing. So what are your stumbling blocks? What are you doubting in yourself? What are you not pursuing? Because somewhere at some time in your life, someone said, you're not good at that, or you can't do that. Because 90% of the time, it's their own fears that they're reflecting back on you. So go back and really be honest with yourself. 
write it down. What is it that you are truly afraid of? Because oftentimes just the, the act of writing it down takes this huge pressure off and you're like, what? Kind of laughing at yourself like, wait, why am I afraid of this? This doesn't seem so big now that I've written it down. Or this is really something you've been hanging on to since you were a child. And I completely respect and honor that that was a difficult time, but you're not the five-year-old girl on the playground anymore getting teased. You're now an adult. So let's work through this and get you past that stumbling block because she doesn't want you to be unhappy. She wants you to be excited. She wants you to be happy. She, what did you want to do as a child? Like, what was that big dream? And I find that is really helpful too for people to kind of get over that fear. Like, oh, I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to be a ballerina, whatever it was. I wanted to be an agent at five years old. I mean, I knew what I wanted. Um, so for me, that was like very like clear. But right. there was a dream yeah. you had. Why did you stop dreaming? What happened that made you stop dreaming it? Let's talk about that and let's figure out if we can get past it because most likely we can. Most likely it's just a little tweaking of, again, self-belief. Let's make some practices. Let's talk about, I bet you're actually better at this than you think you are. Yeah. Giving yourself some, like celebrating those wins. Yes, please. Pats on the back and wins. I I'm really into self-love and self-care days. You've got to renewal, really put it back in yourself. Take some time. Even if it's just a walk, it makes 20 or 30 minutes, get out in nature or maybe do a little meditation. It makes a world of difference. Mm -hmm. Especially if you are just really stuck that day, like really, because you're, we're all going to get down again, again, ebbs and flow in life. Like we're going to have those tough days and it's okay to feel those emotions by all means, but how do you, what are your tools to help manage them? What is going to help pull you back out of that? So you don't have to keep that cycle of now giving up because. Right. Acknowledge them. I think that's really first and foremost, you know, so again, what is upsetting you? Write it down. (laughs) Let's look, because the interesting is when you ask somebody and they're not really able to recall the specific. It's just kind of like a feeling. Well, let's talk about why you feel that way. Where is that coming from? Um, and listen, nobody's perfect. No. no life is like ever just, oh, like some Cinderella. It, it, there's no fairy tale here. This is all reality. But you control those emotions as well. Nobody is doing anything to you. Right. You are creating the life that you want. So if you really want to see some improvement, let's focus on those things you want to see better in your life. 100%. I think it's one of the best things my mom ever told me growing up. And that's where I learned and grew from so much of what I knew is she always told me like, you were the only one in charge of how you feel. Like you ultimately are the one who is in charge of that. And of course, like there is like learning that goes into that and, and clearly in like boundaries and things, but ultimately you are, you are, if you're feeling upset or guilty, you know, why like, diving into that and helping heal and work through and past that it's, it's your responsibility. It's Absolutely. Your yeah. And you can't blame other people. Um, you know, even if they were involved in the incident at hand, um, the person that told, you no, it's not their fault. Again, that's their own fear that's coming raging out of them. <laughs> so yeah, let's work on what's important for you. And Again, it's when you can break it down, it's so nice to see people kind of like 
let go of it too. And just like, Oh, I know it's awesome. (laughs) Wait, that was just, that really wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it was. And sometimes listen, I am proof that you can fail and fall on your face a zillion times and get back up, just dust yourself off and keep going. You can't stop though. Right. It's when you let all those outside noises and voices stop you from pursuing what you're desiring that that's where you run into a problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree with you more there. <laughs> and I'm with you on the mom thing. My mom gave me the best advice ever. Like that's, that's definitely, I, I hear her voice all the time still to yeah. this day. Cause she always told me to believe in myself no matter what. Good. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to share? And if not, I have some fun questions for you. Oh, ask away. <laughs> I love it. So um, I know you have a podcast and of course you have a book for you when you're doing self-development. Do you prefer to listen to podcasts, Audible? Do you prefer to read? Which one? I am addicted to audible.com. I know, Audible's great. Um, if I, I don't know what I would do without it. <laughs> I really, I find it incredibly, um, not only enjoyable, but it's just, that is my time. That is my me time. Right. It's funny. If I sit down to read a book, I will fall asleep because that means I'm too relaxed. It's, it's, I have to be doing something else. So for me, audible is something I do while I'm walking the dog or, um, a cleaning, like organizing. I will be listening to a personal development book. I can't be, if I just sit still, I become too relaxed. Um, but I do listen to other podcasts as well, but I'm guilty of it now more than ever that, my, my, my sweet spot, my little bit of time is probably more on my audible books. And I do at the gym as well. I yeah. find that's when all my thoughts about productivity, like what I want to get yeah. done, my ideas start coming bubbling up. What is one of your favorite books that you would recommend? For oh my gosh. I should turn around and like look at my titles. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm going to, can I, can I do two? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Okay. So my mentor in particular, because I think this is good for everybody, is um, Get Over Your Damn Self by Romy Neustadt. Um, it's just, she's, she's awesome. Um, we've been working together for, well, eight years and she's just, no bullshit. It's so nice. It's just refreshing. We, do, we have a very similar mindset. So it's, that's dynamite, particularly if you're trying to grow your own business. She's just like puts a little blueprint together and like does not even let you get in your own way, which is that's fantastic. Awesome. And then I'm a huge, huge fan of Brendan Burchard. So, um, high performance habits of high performance habits. Sorry. I don't even know the title. It's horrible. High performance habits. Um, <laughs> love, 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 love. It's just, it spoke to me and I've been, again, like you said, for years listening to all different types of books and things. I can, I can, I have a list. I can go through thousands of them, but those two probably resonate the most. Mm-hmm. I'm a very logical thinker. So their, their theories, um, click with me the most. Yeah. I understand that. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. What about, I know you already gave a little bit of advice, but what is the best advice you've ever received? Oh, again, my mom believing in myself, but, um, you know, it's, that's such a great question because, I can't, I think it's funny when you say that, I think of more times of people like trying to tell me I can't do something. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. You can't do that. What do you mean you wrote a book? What? what, what, what? Um, I'm going to go back to that one. 
if you have passion for it, yeah. go for it. And actually my grandmother, I will say she too was one of those people who supported me a hundred and times. It didn't matter what thing I was going after. When I was an agent, I, I had a hobby of, I loved doing makeup. So she, I was a makeup artist, but she would always tell her friends, whatever you were working on was like, you were the best at it. Oh, my granddaughter, she's a da 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 whatever, whatever thing I was working on at the time. So she always made me believe like that was like the right thing to be doing. Right. So, yeah. That's she awesome. was awesome at that. A little cheerleader in your corner there. Oh, she, oh God, she was amazing. And she had that energy with everyone. I think it's why she had such an amazing group of friends and supportive network. She was light. I mean, people just, clung to her because she just had always this very open, optimistic, life is beautiful, mm-hmm. find the joy every day. I mean, my grandmother was joy. Like her thing was, can I play tennis or bridge or see my friends? Like I had to make an appointment on her calendar to see her. She was that busy. I couldn't just like pop over and visit. I had to make an appointment. <laughs> so if, if that is like one thing I can give to everyone else in life, be that busy. Yeah. Be that busy that your children and grandchildren have to make an appointment. <laughs> I do that all the time. So I'm a chiropractor. Well, not only like that, but like, don't stop moving because once yeah. you stop moving, you die. And like what I've noticed, especially being in Florida too, like when we stop engaging in life, let's say we retire and we don't have hobbies. Yes. What else are we doing? Shut down. Keep having hobbies. Keep learning. Like keep it developing. <laughs> Her fear was dementia. Like she right. just... The idea of losing your mind was horrifying to her. So she would, she was a ferocious reader. She was always reading, doing crossword puzzles, um, needlepoint, anything you can do to make sure your mind is fully engaged all the time. That she was, I'd say, overly preoccupied with that because that was her biggest fear is dementia. She never even had it. So she never had to worry about it, but that was her biggest, biggest fear. So her tennis, everything she did every day was to make sure she was on point. And it was really interesting. That was definitely, um, she was, she was such a good role model. Fitness every day, very healthy eater, um, activities. I mean, again, social calendar to die for. I can't keep, I couldn't keep up with her. I still can't. (laughs) can't. (laughs) Do you have any last words that you want to give the listeners? Oh my gosh. You know, everyone's path is different. Don't compare. Right. Just honestly stay in your own lane. Um, but be loud with your passions and share authentically. And I think people will come to you. That's great. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. If you all um, resonated with Lisa and enjoyed her story and you want to reach out to her and definitely check out her book, all of her information will be in the show notes. So go down there and check it out and connect with her. Go share and give her some love. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks, Lisa, for being here and chatting with me today and sharing your story. It was amazing and your energy is incredible and you're doing great things. If you really connected with Lisa and her story, all of her information is going to be down in the show notes. So you can reach out to her, you can connect to her, you can support her on social media, you can see if you guys can work together, all that fun stuff. So go check her out, go support her, go show her some love. If you are looking for a community to 
to be part of, go to Facebook, type in the Fearless Women's Community and ask to be at it. And we'll get you in there and we can start supporting each other and uplifting each other and um, just building our tribe and loving, loving more. If you are enjoying the podcast, please give it a five-star review. Please rate it. Please share it. Share the love. Until next time, ladies, go be fearless. This episode of the Fearless Women's Podcast has ended. If you love these messages, please share and give the podcast a five-star review. Until next time, you can find Dr. Madeline on Facebook and Instagram as the Fearless Women's Mentor.